In chapter 51, David HaMalach is describing the teshuva process, the feelings of remorse, and he ends up by saying, ruach nishpara. The real sacrifice that Hashem wants is a broken spirit. Lev nishbar v'nitka, a broken heart. Elokim lo Hashem will never turn away. He's never going to despise a broken heart. It's famously said in the name of the Chidushi Harim that there's nothing as whole as a broken heart. The Zohar explains that what Hashem really wants from a sacrifice, from a carbon, was the feeling, the broken heart that came along with it. And yes, today we don't have a Beis HaMikdash. And we're not able to bring sacrifices. But what Hashem really wants is the broken heart. And that we could do today the same way we could do when we had a Beis HaMikdash. Yes, we can't bring the sacrifice. But we could do the main part. We could feel incomplete. We could feel broken. And we could ask Hashem to put all the pieces back together and come close to Him again. In chapter 52, David HaMalach writes, Chesed Kel Kol Hayan. The kindness of God goes on the entire day. The Zohar HaKadosh expounds in this verse that he writes, If not Fakadosh Baruch Hu's attribute of kindness to the world, the world wouldn't be able to survive for one hour. And he explains that there's so many harsh decrees going on all the time. There's so much kitrug, there's so much reason for Hashem to destroy the world. That if not for His attribute of kindness, constant kindness, the world wouldn't survive an hour. We have to realize that what's keeping us going, what's keeping us alive, what's keeping the world alive is chesed, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is kindness. He's constantly bestowing us with His attribute of goodness and kindness, love and kindness. Chesed keil kalayim. It's Hashem's constant chesed that keeps us alive, kalayim, the entire day at any given moment. In chapter 53, David HaMalach writes, Elokim mishamayim hishkif al b'nei adam. Hashem looks down from the heavens on the people down here on the earth. Leroy's to see. Hayesh Maskel. Is there anyone there with intellect? Anybody smart? Dorish HaSalukim was seeking out God. And the commentaries explain that everything Hashem does to this world, He does it to wake us up. That we should realize that He's the one running the world. And Hashem looks down at us and He says, Is there anybody home? Is there anybody who's getting the message to look up to Shemayim and say, Where is all this coming from? This is what He wants from us. He wants us to be the people that will say that, yes, we hear you. We get the message. We have a reminder. We're reminded and confirmed that you are the one running the world. We are the maskal. We are the intellectual, smart people that you're looking for, that understand and get your messages that you're sending us all the time. In chapter 54, David HaMalach writes an interesting verse. He says, Alokem Hashem Shema Tefilasi, listen to my prayer. Ha'azina, put your ear close, le'imrei fi, to the words of my mouth. What is the difference between hear my prayer and listen to the words of my mouth? Says of Shamshun of Hirsch, that hear my prayer means before I've attained the clarity to even say and express in words what I want. Just listen to me, listen to my tefillah, listen to the way I'm trying to come close to you. I don't yet know what I'm saying. And then when I have the clarity and I've expressed it in words, Ha'azina la'imrefi, listen to the actual words that I say. And we have to realize that there are two levels to when we pray. We could pray even without knowing what we're saying. Just we could feel that we want to say something. That we want to become close to you without words. And then we can merit clarity to actually express our words of prayer. And Hashem should listen to both. He should listen to our feelings and the words that come out of our mouth. In chapter 55, David HaMalach writes, B'veis Elokim, towards the house of Hashem, Nahalech Baragash. 
Let us walk into it with regish. What does this word mean? The commentators say regish means feeling, emotion, clarity of the holiness of the place. And the Arizal reveals that before we walk into a holy place, we walk into a shul, we walk into a base madrash, anywhere which has holiness, we have to take a minute, a moment before we walk in just to contemplate. I'm about to walk into a sacred place. We can't just walk in, breathe in there. We need to take a moment to realize I'm about to walk into a house of Hashem. I need to have the appropriate mindset. I need to have the appropriate emotion, the appropriate talk. Let us walk in there with a feeling of the place that we're about to walk into. In chapter 56, David HaMalach writes a cryptic verse. I will praise God's words with Elohim. I will praise God's words with Hashem. What's the difference between Elohim and Hashem? So the commentaries all explain that Elohim refers to God's attribute of justice. Hashem refers to God's attribute of mercy. Says Reb Shamshun follow her. It's a beautiful chant in this passage. What David Amalek is saying is, I will praise Hashem through seeing His attribute of justice, and I'll praise Him the same when I see His attribute of mercy. Whether God is showing us kindness, mercy, whether He's showing me justice, He's punishing, causing sorrow, I realize that it's all because it's going to a good place. It's all for the good. It's all a good thing and He knows what He's doing, that this is the best thing for me. And I'm going to praise Belo Kim through the attribute of justice and I'm going to praise Bashem through the attribute of mercy. It's all the same, it's all good. In chapter 57, David HaMalach writes, Ruma ala Shamayim Elohim. Your presence, your divine presence is exalted upon the heavens. Your glory is upon the entire earth. The Zohar HaKadosh explains this verse to mean the divine presence really resides down here in this physical world where the human people live. This is where the Shekhinah wants to be. But sometimes when we sin, transgressions, going against God's will, causes the Shekhinah to want to leave this earth and go back up to its source in the Shemaim and the heavens. And what we're saying is, is that your presence, your Shekhinah sometimes has to go to Shemaim because we don't treat it properly down here. But really we want alcohol ha'aretz kavodech. We want to act in a way that your glory should stay down here on this earth. In chapter 58, David HaMalach writes, Ha'umnon elem tzedek tedabirin. Which literally translated means is silence truly just when you should speak instead. But our, ta- our sages in the Talmud and Chulin explain this verse that's alluding to a concept. Ha'umna means what's the job that a person should have in this world? And the answer is Elam. He should be like an Elam. He should always have a job of being silent. Silence is golden. It's always the best way to get through this world, to speak as little as possible. When we open our mouths, it's always potential for trouble. Questions the Talmud, maybe we shouldn't even speak words of Torah. To that, the verse continues, Sadek to Torah, righteousness, you should always speak. But if it's not righteous talk, if it's just a question of opening our mouths and we don't know if it's going to be good, if it's going to be bad, the job of the person should always be to choose Elam, choose silence. Silence is golden. It's always going to be a good way to go forward. In chapter 59, David HaMalach says, Va'ani ashir uzecha. I will sing about your might. Va'aranein laboker chastecha. And I'm going to rejoice towards morning with your kindness. What is the special rejoicing that takes place towards morning regarding Hashem's kindness? 
Says the Zohar HaKadosh, we know that Hashem has the attribute of justice and He runs the world also with the attribute of kindness. Says the Zohar, the attribute of kindness is strongest, it's at its strongest point in the morning. Right when the sun comes out and dispels the darkness of the night, that's when Hashem's attribute of kindness is at its strongest point and we want to be there to fill up our bags with as much kindness as possible in the morning. And that's going to get us through the day. And that's why we're going to rejoice by Arani. We're going to rejoice with Hashem's kindness. La Boca, specifically in the morning. Tehillim 60, Perak Samach, starts off with a really interesting reference. And it says, Lam al Shushan, a song to the conductor regarding Shushan. And it's an Eidus Michtam Ladavid Lamed. It's a witness, something that we got to learn from. The Mepharshim, the commentaries say that this is referring to the city Shushan, the capital of Persia, which we know from the Purim story with Haman, Achashverosh, Mordechai, and Esther. And there's a lesson that David is saying we need to learn from there. And the lesson says the Minchas Arab is like this. Haman got to his strongest point right before he fell. Ultimately, we know that Haman was the one that was hung by the tree and not Mordechai. But right before that, it looked like it was all over and it looked like Haman was the most powerful person in the world. And that's the way Hashem runs the world. Right before we're about to break through and win, it looks like we're at our lowest point and our enemies are at their strongest. And David says, don't worry, look at Shushan. Look at Haman. It looked like he was the biggest person and then he fell. And this is what's going to be at the end of times. The nations of the world are going to rise against us and it's going to look like we have no chance. They're at that peak. But we know that because they're at the peak, just like with Haman, that means that the miracle and salvation of the Jewish people is around the corner.